Come everyone to Poke and Kush. It is Wednesday, January 18th, 2023, and we are back in the Bud Light Tangerine studio. Happy to be here on our home turf and fired up to bring you another edition of the award-winning Polk and Kush. It's good to bring Polk and Kush back home so we can defend home base. <laughs> yes. We're making a stand. We got a nice little run here. And I think we uh, I think we've got a shot at it. I think we're uh, I think we're right here. Nobody's going to attack us here in the Metairie Lounge. No. We're in uh, we're in very good shape. It has been a uh, a lovely week of weather here in the Crescent City. It is almost if you have been able to avoid the gunshots, mm-hmm. you've had a wonderful time being outdoors. Uh, what's life like in the French Quarter right now? I've been strapped to. I've been attached to the desk. Uh, my job down at the cinder block factory. <laughs> See, I come in and I pick up the cinder blocks on one side of the factory, and then I drag them all the way to the other side of the cinder block factory. And then it's five o'clock. And then it's five o'clock. <laughs> We've asked for lunches, but they said they're thinking about it. I, I to be honest, I haven't seen the weather. I yeah. haven't I've seen the weather driving home. <laughs> and what could be lovelier than <laughs> just cutting through I ten there? Yeah. I've got like claw marks on my steering wheel from driving through the French Quarter every day. Just like grinding my teeth the whole time. But you know, then I see that beautiful blue water tower. <laughs> <laughs> you like, know you've made it home. I am home free. Uh, it is. There have been a, a handful of lights on my way from drop off for my kids and stuff, uh, and they're, the traffic lights are just out. Been out for two, three yeah. weeks. Just like they're just kind of never going to fix this, huh? Yeah, I think those are still. Some of them are still like the hurricane lights. <laughs> <laughs> like which hurricane? I don't know. <laughs> Like I know, I guess we had a pretty bad rainstorm a few weeks ago. Is that what I was like? I don't know when this light went out, but it felt random when it went out, and it's been out now for all of 2023. So I don't know what's going on here. My my weather gauge, the hot tub is my weather gauge. I'm like, oh, the pH is up. It must mean rainwater got in here. (laughs) Now I'm gonna have like some fungus living among me. How's the uh, out? How's the uh, you know inflatable hot tub handle all of the the changes with that? You know, it's really my only vessel of <laughs> solitude and entertainment. It's it's you know probably my main source of entertainment. <laughs> When's the last time you got in there? Like yesterday. Really? Yeah. So you've been using it a lot? Yeah. Good. You want to get in it right now? We should definitely do a show from inside of it. We'd have to like put a sandwich bag around the unit. <laughs> I'm telling That's you what about they my... call it. <laughs> All right. I don't think it requires a whole sandwich bag. Maybe <laughs> one of those little snack baggies. Um, yeah, man. It, I went to uh, Houston, Texas this weekend uh, for the holiday weekend for Martin Luther King. My, I had kids were off of school. And, uh, you know, it was weird to be in a functioning city with like roads and traffic lights and cars and people seem like highways that seem to go where they're supposed to. Uh, it was, it was a nice getaway 
And then you come back home, and it's just like, oh, yeah, it's all here. Yeah, but they don't have a good basketball team. That's a good point. So, really, <laughs> you got to balance it out. <laughs> that is a good point. Uh, I had a, a lovely time in, uh, in Houston. Always good to see some family. And it was nice to get back and see a sold-out uh, Fogelman Arena tonight. Yeah. Uh, Tulane did not live up to their end of the bargain necessarily. They cut it to five points with, I think, five or six minutes left. And then uh, Houston decided, oh, yeah, we're the Houston Cougars. We're the number one team in the country. And we are just going to uh, knock you out. I haven't paid too much attention to Houston. Are they one of these number one teams because they just won all their games against a crappy schedule? No, they played a pretty good non-conference schedule. But the league is not very good. Yeah. So it's, it is hard to tell, like... If they were in the SEC or whatever, you know, I don't even know what the best college league is this year. They all are pretty even, it seems like. They were in the Big 12. Would they be have the record they have? Ah, probably not. I think they lost to Alabama at home, and that was their only loss this season. But they are uh, very big, very talented, uh, and they were not remotely intimidated by the uh, 4,000 screaming maniacs uh, on top of them in the little barn uptown. Uh, it was a great atmosphere. It was fun. I wish more Tulane basketball games would be like that. Uh, there were students. I mean, you could have filled the student section at Yeoman Stadium uh, the amount of students that were lined up out there. Thousands were getting turned away. And, uh, and you know, Tulane played hard. They shot terribly, uh, which did not help. But they were, uh, I would love to see that gym like that once a season you know well it was cool to see and it seemed like uh students were lined up out there like four o'clock like hours before they opened the doors yeah and that's cool i mean yeah like when you line up and you're 19 you get to pop a couple white claws (laughs) you're vaping so it's not like you're really like wasting time you're still doing fun stuff but it's cool to see them out there doing that yeah you're hanging out with your friends just happen to be in a line you're sending whichever one is getting uh hey to the boot to go get more jello shots and bring them back <laughs> exactly i remember in college when i was in tennessee we played florida when they were number one in the country and people got out there it was like an 8 p.m game and people got out there at like seven o'clock in the morning i was like you know what uh, no i was like i'm just not gonna do that yeah <laughs> i was like no thank you and I got, you know, I think we sat in the upper deck and then, of course, we won and I did not storm the court because I was, you know, a hundred miles away from <laughs> the thing. And tonight, a lot of Tulane students did not get in because they did not get in line early. Uh, it was great to see that kind of support. I did get a, a chance to talk to Willie Fritz for a second. Oh, that awesome. was very nice. I think. Does he know you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I covered him for the beginning of his tenure. Uh, he was. But now that he's famous. Yes, he's very. Yeah. He is, uh, I would say, the happiest person I've talked to in 2023. Just a beaming smile, sitting courtside. He was like, hey, how's it going? What's going on with you? I was like, I was like you are just, he was just, uh, that guy's got the life right now, man. Yeah, he's been having the best week ever for <laughs> yeah. about three or four weeks now. Yeah. I mean, he seems like he's having a very good time and enjoying uh, his his little stint in the limelight. So good for Willie Fritz. Good for Tulane. Uh, unfortunately, didn't win the game. But, you know, I think uh, having a sold-out arena would just be... That place is cool, man. Have you ever been in their basketball gym? No. I've been on uh, Ferret Street before. Dat Dog, Mr. Tequila. <laughs> origami and Tulane La basketball. La Nui Comedy Theater. <laughs> 
You know, I'm familiar. <laughs> the Gasa Gasa. Yeah. The Gasa Gasa and Fogelman Arena seat similar <laughs> capacities. Were the were the cars safe after the game? <laughs> I, I parked in the garage. All so right. as far as I saw, everything was okay. You got to get Willie on the podcast. I should get Willie Our on the podcast. podcast. Yes. Yes, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk about all the nat. Did you see that interview with him? Which one? So they, uh, I guess some coaches conference and they were like, hey, what do you do? Like, you know, to wind down or what do you do for fun? And he's crushing like, natties. Yeah. He's like, I don't really have to do anything. And they're like, we got to do something. He's like, yeah, sit by the pool, drink some natty lights. I was like, that is my MF and coach, man. Absolutely. I was like, that guy, that's really what I would want to do as well. Spirit I believe animal. him too. Oh, yeah. I it's not, him. it's not like when, you know, like, Andrew Cuomo says he enjoys a Miller Life. <laughs> no. It's like, no, you don't. When they asked Hillary Clinton what was in her purse and she yeah. said hot sauce, I was like, okay. Yeah, she's like, I got a Glock and I got Crystal. <laughs> no, you don't. They always carry around my hot sauce. I was like, you're so full of shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. This guy, I believe, full. And then someone actually showed me a picture at the game tonight of a picture of Willie drinking Natty Lights at his own pool. That's incredible. And I was like, yeah, he, he, you know, he's a man of honesty, integrity. The NIL, uh, that covers coaches too, right? You Can he get a natty deal? Has to be able to get a natty deal. Do uh, you think Tulane kids are too rich to drink natty light? I think they're going to slum it up while they're in New Orleans. <laughs> they're like, this is disgusting and crazy. I'm never going to be back here. <laughs> I paid 70 grand a year to drink natty light. Do you ever look at the Tulane alumni list? It is insane. <laughs> It's like you got Jerry Springer at the top of the ladder, <laughs> then Bright Andrew Breitbart, mm-hmm. R.I.P., mm-hmm. and then go on down the Newt list. Gingrich. Newt Gingrich, <laughs> Joe Biden's daughter. It is a weird group. Who's not 60 years old? She's like 30. It is a, it is a very odd uh, group. Bruce Lee's daughter went. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there's been all kinds of... Uh, Rich people's kids. This is a good place for rich people's kids to go. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a good place for rich people to go. I think everywhere might be. That's a good point. Yeah, America is kind of. How a good does place. the other half live? Gush, enlighten me. <laughs> it was a good. Uh, yeah, parking was, in garages, talking to the <laughs> winner of the Cotton Bowl. Very fancy indeed. I'm sitting here making a ship in a bottle. <laughs> You got to think it was ten dollars. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so it was. Uh, it was nice to see. It was. Tulane does have a good team. I mean, that's just you know you're not going to beat number one very yeah. often, and it would have been nice if they shot the ball a little better. Um, but yeah, man, I think they'd won five straight conference games for the first time in like fifteen years. So got a chance to kind of have themselves a good season still. It is nice to watch good basketball. I did see some Pelicans players there. They were sitting not far from me. Trey Murphy showed up. Kyra Lewis showed up. Herb Jones showed up. That's just a cool move, man. That is cool. That's a cool move to just go to whatever college that you you know live in and go just go to a basketball game. Did you give them the old Mo Sislak? Did you like rub their arms? And you're like, how are your legs feeling? How are your knees? <laughs> can, I, can I stomp on your toes a couple times? Think about that over tomorrow. <laughs> Miami, any point <laughs> shaving that you've heard about? Yeah, I should have just asked them all about B.I.'s toe. You were sitting with them? 
I was sitting near them. Okay. Very close. Arms you weren't reach. wearing enough street Our wear. Arms reach of be. a taller man. <laughs> if I was a normal <laughs> heighted man, I would have been in arms reach of them. If you had gone in there wearing a Balenciaga hoodie, you could have like <laughs> sat near them and they would have just thought you were like an agent trying to talk to them. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a full foot and a half shorter than some yeah. of those guys. Uh, they were... They seemed very nice, and it was nice that they come out to support Tulane. I know several of them, including Jackson Hayes, went to the uh, American Conference Championship for football. Uh, so that's just a cool move, man. I, I mean, it's like one of those things that makes those guys feel very normal. Yeah, you know? definitely. It's like it, it is something that the, Pel- the the group of Pelicans never did under any circumstance prior to no, this group. no. You know, like, I don't think Anthony Davis... Anthony Davis went to one two-lane game ever, and it's because his cousin was playing on the other team, and he left at halftime. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, Ryan Anderson was going to any UNO basketball games. No, I don't think so. Uh, it seemed unlikely. But, but there is a lot of good local basketball right now, so go check out a two-lane game or a UNO game. We might be there. It's fun. It's cheap. Yeah. It's less controversial than the Pelicans currently. They sell beer. Yeah. It's very cool. We should have had Christian on this week. Also, beer is free everywhere if you just sneak it in. That's <laughs> true. To bring in airplane bottles. I was talking to someone recently who said they bring in airplane bottles into the airport. Yeah. I was like, you know, they sell booze in the airport. Yeah. Well, again. <laughs> the other half. The yeah. other half. They sell a $18 Miller High Life at the airport. Like, how badly do you need to get hammered at the airport? <laughs> What airline are you flying? <laughs> I, uh, I I have three kids. I'm not allowed to fly anywhere. No. You know, you think I can get uh, pack these three children onto an airplane? We drove to Houston in the minivan. We watched uh, Toy Story 1, 2, and 3, and then 3 again because I couldn't find Toy Story 4. They didn't seem to notice. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> we got of course, the sad one, right? They almost all died. 3 is like... Three. And, you know, like, I'm listening to it because I'm driving while it's playing behind me. Yeah. But you can hear the part and, like, the three-year-old be like, close the screen <laughs> as they're just, like, going to their imminent death and whatever incinerator, like, tsh, 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 tsh. and I was like, this is, uh, this seems a little heavy for, you know, a three-year-old. Yeah, you can't, you're you're scarring your kids right out of the gate with this. Yeah. I, like, I, uh, I saw Willow in theaters and had to be removed because I was crying so much. <laughs> I don't know. I was I was born in '85. Yeah. Willow came out sometime around then. It's sure. one of my earliest memories. Like a dog eats a baby oh in my Willow. God. Yeah, it's there's like a dog in a basket, or there's a baby in a basket, and the dog like sticks his head in there, and I think it's implied that he eats the baby. What year was Apollo 13? Like '94, '93? Um, I w- yeah, probably '95. I feel like I was around 10 because I remember going to Hardee's and getting the Apollo 13. <laughs> Like a playset. I went. I remember watching Apollo 13 and having like a nightmare about the nightmare scenario in Apollo 13, which was a very small part of the movie and scarred me for like four days. Man, you were too old. For I was that. too old for that. <laughs> I would live the soft baby shit, soft life that I was uh, that scarred from uh, the one like flashback scene of Apollo 13. So, anyway. Uh, that has nothing to do with anything. I think it has everything to do with everything. These people are seeing what's what flaws we have, <laughs> that we are humans too, and this is what's wrong with us mentally. We watched Willow and Apollo 13. <laughs> 
and now we are broken men. Yes, and uh, we're not the only things broken, in case you haven't heard. Brandon Ingram's toe, still contused. There's like a prison calendar where you do like the chalk mark for each day. That's what we have in the studio right now. Uh-huh. And we've got another hatch mark on it. He's November 24th, November 25th. Is that really what it lines. was? It was Thanksgiving? Yeah. That feels like it was so long ago. Yeah. That's a lot of holidays ago. That's Martin Luther King, New Year's, Christmas, and Thanksgiving, all since he's had a bruised toe. Yeah, and International Margarita Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is... The you're finally for the first time starting to see a little bit of backlash against Brandon Ingram. As the Pelicans lose uh, to Cleveland, they are basically doing what we expected, uh, and that we talked about last week and even the week before. Like once Zion got hurt, when you play good teams, it's going to be very very hard to win. When you play bad teams, you have to beat them. So the Pelicans did beat Detroit, but they lost to Cleveland. They come home to play Miami. I think then they go to Orlando and then go to Miami. Miami. So that the Heat have not been particularly good this year. You probably need to win two out of that three in this in that stretch to just to stay afloat and where you're at. And like it's just hard because you don't have a lot of guys. Like you're asking a ton of CJ McCollum and a bunch of guys on rookie deals right now. Uh, it is a, a very challenging situation. And a friend of the program, Christian Clark, uh, came out with his column on Sunday. Disgusting. Disgusting. God, how dare he, you know, report the news. If I could have gotten past the paywall and seen (laughs) what that smug journalist had to say about Brandon Ingram not playing, which is something he hasn't done. (laughs) The replies to that tweet. um, They were fun. It was fun watching uh, that unfold. I'm sure it wasn't for Christian. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, it's one of those things where, like, the actual, the real people who don't comment on everything read it. Yeah. And they appreciate it. They share it. And, like, it's a very highly read story. And that's, like, what a reporter is supposed to do, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, But the people who do comment are all, like, shitting down your throat that you are... A cancer to the team and that how dare you are a tabloid whatever and it's like look if you really don't think there's any frustration amongst that team and amongst that front office uh and possibly coaching staff that this guy's not playing after bruising his toe on thanksgiving uh you're crazy like yeah. you're just crazy and it doesn't mean they don't like him it doesn't mean they don't respect him. It doesn't mean he's not a great player. It doesn't exactly. It, it doesn't mean that the team doesn't need him. It it means the it means that the team very much needs him and wants him. Exactly. In that article, you know, Christian is very even handed about the situation. Mm-hmm. He talks highly of Brandon Ingram from uh, Griff's point of view, and it's really it's it's stat it's it's stats. Yes. In that article, it's this is how many games. This is where we're at right now exactly it was not a hit piece and i think the people that just see that they know we've all been through in this room we've all been through the mires of twitter (laughs) yes people are upset that their kids hate them people are upset (laughs) 
<laughs> that their neighbor uh, threw garbage in, in their backyard. Yes. People are upset that when they go to work, the internet's out, the power's off because mm. a bird landed on the line, <laughs> and they can't get a job at the cinder block factory. So then they see Precious Christian mm-hmm. say, hey, come on, Brandon Ingram. You should play some games. And they go, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. How dare you? Why would you do this to this team? You cover the Pelicans. I know. How dare you not just do an article that's Jose Alvarado's favorite gummy worm <laughs> flavor? <laughs> that's what these people want. They think that Pelicans journalism is the halftime show where they go up to somebody and they're like, can you name three red fruits? If yeah. you can, we'll give you a jersey. <laughs> Christian's a fucking journalist. He doesn't work for the Pelicans, which a lot of people seem to think he did. Nor is he a Pelicans fan. That's another thing I saw a lot of. It's like, (laughs) how dare you call yourself a Pelicans fan and write this shit? And this is trash. This was like... Not his job. I was like, his job is to report the news. It's very immature to say that... And and speaking aside from that, it's immature to say that you can't be a fan of something and say blatantly how it is. Yeah. It's it's very immature and it, it, it just seems like something is off when people are like, You didn't give a fuck about this team when they were the worst team in the world. Yeah. Why would you? Why would anybody? Do you like the worst Coldplay album or do you like the <laughs> <laughs> or do you like the best one? <laughs> Did you like Van Hagar? <laughs> no, you only liked Van Halen. Uh, it's just very silly, and it's just it's just a way for anonymous people online to get it out of their system. They don't mean it, and I I, I, I mean hope, they do because I think they're dumb. Some of them, at least. I, I mean, they mean it for the, until they hit enter, and then it's and then yeah, it's done. And then it's gone exactly. Some people are trying to tweet journalist and people out of a window that's their day they want that person to never exist anymore but i think most of it is just there's no age limit on the internet and you Mm -hmm. look at these comments and they're misspelled and backwards and there's a cheeseburger emoji and god knows what else (laughs) it's like this could be a 12 year old telling christian to go fuck himself there's no age limit (laughs) it is it really was such a benign report to and it's such an obvious report it's not as if this was like brandon ingram is having sex with uh herb jones's mother like that's what you would have thought that he wrote he literally this is the most benign possible thing it's like people inside the pelicans are frustrated that brandon ingram has missed two and a half months with a bruised toe (laughs) newsflash And guess what? It wasn't that big a deal when they were winning all the time because Zion was carrying them. Now that he's not there, it is a much bigger story because winning is all that matters. And when you're not winning, people are starting to look for what matters. We said this two weeks ago. We said it three weeks ago. This whole Brandon Ingram situation, I'm not predicting anymore when he's coming back. I have absolutely no clue Uh, because I kept thinking he was coming back. He went, he was supposedly on the road trip which made you think he was going to play. He did not play. They didn't even like make it a game time decision. Uh, The report again, extremely benign. The guy misses a lot of games. Most of the injuries are pretty soft as far as what they are reported as the team tells us what the injuries are. None of us have access to the scans or the x-rays, but when the team tells you what their injury is and it is something as soft as a, bruised toe 
you do, I think it is very natural to question why it is taking him this long. Is it the team's fault for not giving us the full picture for it? Is it Brandon Ingram's fault for being soft? Either way, there is a disconnect between the reality and what is actually uh, supposed to have happened. And I don't think the report was remotely incendiary. And I think anyone with a brain and anyone who cares about this team is thinking, yeah, where is he? Yeah. Even if it's not, fuck him, I can't believe he's missing games, which wasn't even the tenor of the report. No. It was just people are frustrated he's not playing, and they're wondering what's going on. And hey, that's reasonable. Absolutely. I, I think the, the majority of the people didn't read the article, and people just create their own conclusions. I, I don't think that it is an illogical thing to say that people in the organization would be frustrated that their star player is not playing. And not playing for something that's not, you know. And again, it's not a fuck you. No. And it's not like he <laughs> tore his ACL. Like, this is obviously an injury where he can be cleared medically, but not feel good enough to play. And that middle ground is going to cause like, hey, why aren't you playing through pain? And it's like, well, because I'm going to play worse through pain. Why do you want me to play worse? And maybe if I play through this pain, I'm more likely to get injured, which would make me go out even longer for a more important part of the season. Yeah. But that argument I hate, which is the, hey, we don't care about any of this. Just get good for the playoffs. It's like, hey, man, he you make 30-something million dollars to play regular season games. Like, yes, the playoffs are more important. They are infinitely more important. But you do have to make the playoffs, and you have to play in games to know what you're supposed to be as a team. You can't just take off all these games as if they don't matter. And that was, I thought that was like one of the most, one of the more prevailing themes of the response to the column was like, who cares as long as he's there for the playoffs? Like, everyone should care. These yeah. are real games. If you don't think the games matter at all, what is the point of any of this? Why play 82 regular season games? The Pelicans got good at the end of last season for a very short period of time because they had time together playing as a team mm -hmm. and certain things came together. Brandon Ingram was healthy for the playoffs then or at least healthy enough to play, yeah. and good things happened. You can say wait for the playoffs for Kawhi Leonard, for mm -hmm. Kevin Durant, for LeBron James. The Pelicans don't have that cohesion, they don't have that history, and they have almost no playoff experience. You need this team to be healthy and to play now. If they come together for the playoffs, they're going to get fucking bounced. Yeah. I, mean, it, I, I don't see how you can possibly... Again, we don't know how long Zion's going to be out for. It could be... He could be back in two weeks. Could be He's back. the Iron Man now. I know. Well, I, I, and that is... I think that dichotomy is also very clear, which was everyone gave Zion a ton of crap last year because, again, the way that it was reported and the way that the injury news kind of came out, whether that be from Zion's camp or from the team, it was very confusing messaging. There were setbacks. There was, there was weird timelines. There was not a lot of communication. And then all of a sudden it became very clear he was not going to play at all and was totally disconnected from the team. This is a very different situation in that this toe is just not that it, it's not supposed to be that serious. 
There's no surgery that's occurring. There's not even a, a there, there's no there's really no timeline at all that's been put on anything. In uh, and, and so it's very opaque, and that opens questions. And this is where you're at. Like when you start losing games or you're not winning at the clip that you expect to be, and you start seeing the position that you've built up slipping away. Because, hey, look, the idea of them being a top three seed looked pretty damn good for a while there. And now it seems hard to imagine they can handle this for a whole lot longer. Yeah, and, I mean, we were, we were eight days away from Zion being reevaluated. And that is not as heavy of a statement as it was a year ago. Mm-hmm. And, look, this is a long season. Uh, a year ago, you would not have thought that the Pelicans would make the play-in. Yeah. At, you know, 40 games, 35 games, what, however many games into the season at that point, mm-hmm. they were nowhere close. Yeah. So, by that logic, it also makes sense that the Pelicans right now could very well not make the playoffs. It's possible. Not make a play-in. I'm, no, I'm going to get crucified for saying that. <laughs> But if one is possible, I think the opposite is also possible. Yeah. I think the Pelicans are going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to make the play in. I don't know which one is going to be which, depending on injuries. But it's just not a chance you want to take. No. It, it is the, the games are not of each game isn't of ultimate importance, but you got to play. You can't treat them like they just don't count. And I think that is, is so much of the NBA now that the regular season is just a separate entity that does not matter. No one cares about it. And that if you're good in the regular season, you're chasing awards. It's like, no, no, no. The games matter. Yeah. Like, the, they they should matter. The fact is the NBA has lost its way. Uh, they have totally de-emphasized regular season. Adding more teams into the playoff was nuts. Uh, to do that. I mean, right now the Suns are 21 and 24. They won like 64 regular season games last year. Yeah, and playing games also matters to a franchise that is rebuilding and doesn't have a huge fan base to start with. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to go to every single game when most of the starters aren't playing. Yeah. And sure as hell, a a casual fan who goes to one game a year is going to be disappointed to go and not see three of the five starters. Yeah, and... No one is saying Brandon Ingram should push himself through excruciating pain for three and a half months that he cannot possibly play through. But there's got to be a middle ground. There's got to be progress or tell us about the progress. Something has to be occurring other than just every single game you tell us he's out. And that's the only information that we get. And he's been participating in shoot-arounds for a while. A while, at least since uh, Philadelphia at the beginning of December, Mm -hmm. he was on the floor. Yeah, I mean, I think he's come in and out a little bit, but uh, it, it it is not crazy to think he should be playing by now and that if he's not going to be playing by now that it would cause frustration amongst dudes who are definitely playing through injuries do you think Jonas Valanciunas isn't playing through pain yeah. do you think CJ McCollum isn't playing through shit do you think Herb Jones like when he actually gets on the floor is 100% like he's had all sorts of weird back stuff going on you think he's 100% when he gets on the court there's no chance no so the, Jose Alvarado at one point was like 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 heaved over he was like keeled over because he was in playing through significant amount of pain 
this happens. It's pro sports. Everyone has to play through pain. There is a tolerance level that vacillates depending on the player, but it is absolutely understandable for frustration to be setting in around the team, and I think that it needs to be known that that is occurring, and I think some pressure needs to be amped up on Brandon Ingram. Complete silence and just saying, well, we you know, we believe in B.I., so therefore no one's allowed to say that this is weird that he's missed this much time with what should be a pretty minor injury. Do you think Christian's story will help with that? I think that was the point of it from whoever leaked it to Christian, right? Yeah. I don't know who leaked it to Christian, but obviously somebody was talking to him. And I think the point of it was to kind of amp some pressure onto the on onto BI, right? Yeah. I don't see how what other purpose. I mean, that's typically how these things go. Was it like an email from T Murph sixty nine at hotmail dot com? <laughs> Your kid Trey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Gmail. Um, I, I don't know where it came from. It's a real. It's a real source. He's not making up sources. No. And people still give him shit but about that But he wants piano. the clickbait. He I wants know, all exactly. that greedy journalist money. Well, people still give him shit about the piano story. And Which it's is like, true. It, he said he had a keyboard <laughs> with him in the thing. It's like, now we're the exact whatever. Maybe not. But the gist of it was, did Zion know that Griff was practicing the keyboard? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was true, and it was never reported anywhere else. And the idea that like that makes him some kind of fraud journalist is the craziest. That's the take a lot of people come away with. I'm like, that is insane. That's like a fun meme for the Pelicans. They yeah. like spoofed it in that video. Yeah, and I don't think anybody thinks twice about it now as far as being like a bad thing. It was illustrative of a weird situation going on at the time which was well-reported because that did happen. And this is a weird situation that is happening that is not exactly. well-reported. And no one else is talking about it. Someone had to say something at some point. This is the way to do it, and I think it was handled properly. It was going to cause backlash no matter what. No one is saying Brandon Ingram is you know well is completely out of bounds or has quit on the team. No one that says that is occurring. But it also is okay to question it. Let's not make every question. That is my biggest problem with this fan base in general and really sports in general on Twitter. There's no nuance to like, it's okay to be concerned about something without it being like a hot take. It's not a hot take to wonder what's going on. And the idea that you question it does not mean you are calling someone out for being you know, a quitter or a loser or like it's none of those things, but it's okay to wonder what's going on. And that's where we're at right now. We should all be wondering what's going on. It's officially weird to be out this long, right? It's officially weird. Okay. It's officially weird. You know what else is officially weird? What? The goddamn Sean Payton talks are never going to stop. I just don't care. I really don't care about Sean Payton. What is going on? Why is this such... Is the fascination just that he's the only tradable asset on the team? I guess so. It's just a weird situation. When when has a coach been traded before? I mean, John Gruden, I know, got traded from Oakland to Tampa. That was a lot. That was 20 years ago, mm-hmm. right? I can't... I'm sure there was another at some point. I don't remember it. But, like... 
I, I think, uh, you know, people are just thinking, hoping, praying that it's going to be a fix-all for the Saints. No. I, it could be worse in some ways. I, it's also like, you know what would have been better? To keep your own first-round pick this year. Yeah. That probably would have been better than whatever they get uh, in the trade. So if, if you were going to go into it with that mindset, I think this is just like the only thing people have to hang their hat on is like what return can you get? for this coach and it's like, I don't think it's going to be that much the the Sean Payton talks have amped up during the playoffs because the only other thing to mention on the Saints side of things is oh look at how good that player's doing that used to be on the Saints <laughs> wow Marcus Williams six interceptions this season that's pretty good that's cool would have been nice to pay him wow look at Trey Hendrickson getting after him man he's good <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> At least Eli Apple got burned. Yeah, um, that was nice. But you're right. It is definitely part of the, the problem is a Saints vacuum. The other part of it is Sean Payton will not stop going on talk shows and talking about his free agency. Is he going to be the new lady on The View? <laughs> he is like a, a five-star quarterback who's like just going to put the hats on the table. Yeah. You know, like every one of his interviews is so public and everybody knows everything. And he, I think he just loves being courted like this. I think he wants to be like the older version of Peyton and Eli. Like yeah. he wants to be a silly goofball that mm -hmm. everybody likes. It's in commercials. Yeah. It's not going to happen, Sean. No, he's not that interesting of a person. You would have played yourself in the Netflix movie <laughs> if that was going to be the case. I don't know. I'm ready to move on from Tom Brady. I'm ready to move on from Sean Payton. I'm ready to move on from Dennis Allen. I'm yeah. ready to move on from football until yeah. it's back. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. Well, the playoffs are good. The playoffs are fun, yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I the the Saints talk stuff is weird. I did see uh Nick Underhill, who I greatly respect as a reporter, uh did say he's like I think someone asked, like, why did Peyton actually leave? Because no one's really <laughs> said it and it's like he said it in his retirement ceremony that he was done like he wanted the new challenge it was like that's not a retirement ceremony <laughs> that is a quitting ceremony and he was treated <laughs> like he retired he stood in front of everybody and quit and then said he was going to go coach somewhere else so that's not the the word retirement would would say that he was done coaching it was retirement from the saints <laughs> also known as quitting <laughs> that's called quitting that's not retiring retiring is when you don't work anymore no he's just taking a little by siesta he was just not wanting to coach the new orleans saints because they are very bad well and then why is he interviewing at the worst teams because <laughs> i think they all have like assets to get better or cap room to get better the saints have neither that's true so, but again, this is a retired man we're talking about. So yeah. this is all just thrown up in the air. <laughs> He's uh, sitting at Del Boca Vista with a big sun hat on, just, you know, <laughs> enjoying his time off. No, I mean, he clearly loves the attention. He enjoys doing this. I don't know where he'll end up. Uh, I don't really care where he ends up. I want it to be done fast. I don't think that's going to happen now. And I don't now I'm starting to think that he is. Definitely not coming back to the Saints. I, for a time, I was very woke on the idea that yeah. he was coming back. 
I was like, this is all a smoke screen. He just wanted a year off to hang out and, you know, play golf every day. He's got a new wife. Yeah. He still likes her. They're going to hang out. Sure. You know, his kids are all out of college or whatever. So it's like, I thought it was kind of going to be one of those things. Like, take a year, come back, hold the Saints over a barrel because, like, oh, look how bad it can be without me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and get, you know, $15 million, become the highest paid coach. And instead, I, I just I do think he's just going to go somewhere else at this point. It seems uh, like the easiest thing. Coming back here, there's still the Dennis Allen problem. Yeah. I don't know. Should not be a problem. He should be gone. Dennis <laughs> Allen should be on an iceberg in the middle of Antarctica at this point. Well, there's Who some cares? Dennis Allen truthers that think he's coming back to completely tank the team. That'd be great. That's the best case scenario that I can build for the Saints right now. Is that he is a subtle sabotage against your own team. I don't know I don't if the, uh, the Saints are clever enough or devious enough <laughs> yeah. to try and do something like that. Yeah, you would have to have the real big picture brain. I don't think anybody over there thinks that way. No. Sean Payton is going to be the next coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Great. Sure. I think somebody was saying they don't want him to go in the because I guess he's interviewing with Carolina. It's like I don't want him to go in the division. It's like who cares? Yeah, you're not going to win the division. You think Carolina's going to become a great team? <laughs> Even if they do, who cares? The Saints aren't going to be a great yeah. team. It's like they've got to play him twice a year. I'm like he's not the quarterback, <laughs> coach. <laughs> who cares? He might be. I was like, he also is treated here like he's some, and I guess like around the league, there's just not that many accomplished coaches or whatever. But it's like. He coached, what, 16 years? He went to three NFC Championship games and went to one Super Bowl. It's like, that is pretty good. Like, that's not some amazing... Andy Reid's been to, what, like 13 championship games at this point? Like, I don't remember when him him going to the Chiefs being some kind of, like, out-of-control sweepstakes to get Andy Reid, you know? Like, I think he was about to get fired in Philadelphia, and he just left. Yeah, well, he wasn't, like, leaping in front of the camera. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't remember like this situation. The only other thing that's similar to it, I suppose, is when Harbaugh was leaving the 49ers and he obviously he had them playing very well. I think Harbaugh went to three NFC title games uh, and then he ended up going to Michigan. Sean Payton is the highest caliber available coach in a really weird situation that people are familiar with because of an Adam Sandler movie and (laughs) whatever the hell he's commercial he's probably in. Yeah. Like, do you think he's as good a coach as the guy for the Giants? You think he's a better coach than that guy? That guy was, I'd never heard of that guy. And now he's the best coach in the NFL, right? It seems like the new NFL model is similar to the NBA. It doesn't really matter who the coach is. If you have somebody that can put up points, if you have a great fucking quarterback, it, it just, they have goofball. This is why coaches don't wear suits anymore, because this is how much it doesn't matter. <laughs> They're all dressed like Big Pussy from the Sopranos out there. They're all wearing Adidas track suits out there. Nobody knows who any of them are. The guy from Miami is like wearing a Rick and Morty hoodie. He was vaping. Yeah, that was great. That's awesome. I think that was Crescent can of uh, vape juice. Uh, there's really nothing else going on with the Saints right now. They don't even have a first-round pick. There is something going on with the Saints what right happened? now. 80% off Saints clothing at Academy. <laughs> it's all been replaced by Tulane gear. <laughs> 
and uh, and uh, discount Brandon Ingram jerseys that you can get. Uh, yeah, man, the Saints. I can't remember a time the Saints have been like less interesting than right now. Uh, it's it's a good thing too because there's just other stuff going on. You know, Tulane game tonight. Mm-hmm. We saw UNO beat the brakes off Lamar. <laughs> the LSU Who that game, not us. That's a damn show. <laughs> the LSU women are undefeated. They are. Uh, what's her name? Livy uh, Gunn. She's out there oh, in yeah. Salt Lake City, riling up the Mormons. <laughs> There's plenty of stuff going on other than football. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, well, hopefully by the time we do this podcast next week, Sean Payton will have a new home, and we can talk about that rather than this very annoying sweepstakes that is occurring uh of course do stick around right here we're gonna have a little bit more news for you and some fun stuff right here the nfl playoff action continues we are one step closer to super bowl 57 and the nfl divisional round check out DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl new customers can bet just five dollars and get 200 in free bets instantly plus all new and existing customers can take a shot at even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays boost your nfl winnings with each leg you add up to 100 percent who's not watching the divisional round this weekend you can bet on any of these games and get these giant bonuses five dollars that's bail yeah. <laughs> I was glued to the TV all weekend, including Monday. Yeah. All the games were fantastic, and I made money with DraftKings. That's the way to do it. Which I won't guarantee you will do, <laughs> yes. but you will have fun doing it, unless you bet the over on the Dallas game in which you start falling down a conspiracy theory. Ugh rabbit hole about uh bill maher missing the extra points <laughs> new rule get a new kicker <laughs> brutal to lose that over on uh by a half a point Oof. uh but same half uh the same game parlays you get great value on them if you're able to hit them they are uh impossibly fun because there's so much going on in a single game that you're watching it is uh it's great to hit them I, I would recommend it for the divisional round. There are a lot of good matchups this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code Polk and Kush. P-O-L-K-A-N-D-K-U-S-H. New customers can bet $5 in the NFL divisional round. Get $200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code Polk, A-N-D-Kush. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. That is a sponsor. So on Twitter, uh, the NOPD 3rd District tweeted this this week or about a week ago that someone had been arrested. And it had like the siren emojis. It said arrested. Hashtag 3rd District Strong. And then it had kind of the rundown. Arrested for possession of a concealed firearm. Stolen firearm. Possession of stolen vehicles, auto burglaries, and shoplifting. The worst one. Shoplifting. Mm, How dare they? Walmart's going to go out of business. (laughs) I know the other ones are bad. (laughs) But they posted, you know, hey, we got this guy. We're actually doing stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And then they followed that tweet up about a day and a half later with siren emojis released. Bond, 3,500. Eight. Teen five and five thousand respectively on January thirteenth. 
So they were tweeting that, hey, we arrested this guy, and the uh, judges gave them very low bonds, and they were released. Um, the controversy in this is not that... This is good for the police department. We've ragged on the police department before, I think rightfully so, to some degree. Yes. Uh, oh, no, what a, what a, they're doing a, a stand-up job, really. All of strong. my neighbors are police officers. I don't want them to... They Not in New Orleans, of course, but I don't want them to kick in the door and take my Simpsons game and shoot me. Uh, but they took the tweet down. Did this, they really? Uh, Fox 8 is reporting that the tweet was deleted after that. Um, they should be pissed, though, man. Could you like they don't ever get to arrest anyone? They must have been so excited they caught these people, and then it's like, oh yeah, for thirty five hundred dollars, which is probably less than they stole from the place. Yeah, they just is... get to they just get to bounce out of there. $3,500? I'm reading this on Bayou Mama Bears on Instagram. <laughs> they post some stuff that makes sense sometimes. Sure. <laughs> and they post, okay, this now deleted NOPD post highlights frustration with low bonds being set in Orleans Parish Courts. If a bond is 3500 you have to pay what? 5% of that? 10% of that? I, I think When you've been arrested. Yeah, exactly. I, what I thought I was reading there is that the, like, the actual thing was 35000 and so they only had to pay 3500 If it's okay. that, then yeah, they literally had to pay like $350. Which I don't think these people that are stealing 10 vehicles a day are hard up for cash. Oh. I think the vehicles are going somewhere. The copper alone <laughs> that's being stolen. <laughs> when you add up all the change in every ashtray from a vehicle... <laughs> It's got to be, you know, enough for... Do CD players still get uh, good money in the open market? I think so, because now people used to have, like, the clip-on face, and you take the face off. That's right, yeah. But that doesn't exist anymore, no. so... I you got to take people, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're taking your Bluetooth out, that's what we're taking. <laughs> we're just going to wreck your car. So, the NOPD 3rd District, Twitter, castrated. I mean, the, the quote here is like, the magistrate judges are obviously lawyers, Hopefully, some sort of criminal back. Ho hopefully, they have some sort of criminal background in their past. I hope they mean like law background. <laughs> Many of them <laughs> don't have that. They have civil practice, and this is all they do. They come to court one night a week, usually one weekend a month, and handle the magistrate docket. So this guy's basically saying like these people don't give a shit. They don't really have anything to do. They're kind of activist people who just sort of want. And I get it. Like you don't want to put someone who's innocent. Uh, but, uh, you know, like away while they wait seven and a half right. years for their trial for, you know, robbing a car. But at the same time, there there should probably be like some way to dissuade people from getting arrested, immediately getting out of jail and then committing more crimes because they're so unlikely to get arrested again. You're so unlikely to get arrested. You know how bad you have to be at crime to get arrested in this city right now? To or... <laughs> If you do like a really low level crime, like if you litter, oh yeah, or run a red, or run like a school zone, go twenty four to school zone. Yeah, then they'll get you. Yeah, but if you beat someone to death with a crowbar, <laughs> then you're scot free. You're in good shape. 
I like how they have like these 4K, like 3D, like you can put on the Oculus Rift and be there when these kids are like hitting the ATM with baseball bats. Yeah. You can clearly see who they are and they're like, <laughs> we don't know. Then <laughs> everyone's like bitching that they have like, oh, that we have no privacy left in the world. It's like, there's plenty of privacy. Yeah. If there was no privacy, these guys would all be uh, caught immediately. Those kids, you can, they have their zoomies name tags on they just got off a shift at the mall and they're hitting an atm with a hammer like that's gonna do anything by the way you were right 10 percent of the 3500 dollars, so it could be as little as 350 dollars to walk free yeah pending his next court appearance 10 percent. that's what you tip normally that is insane oh come on is that a Jewish joke? No, no is that a Jewish no, joke? No, it wasn't. That's well, come on. No, come on. Uh, uh, bonkers. These are like the silent people ruining the city. Everybody blames Latoya because she's the most vocal and she's so stupid and she says impossibly stupid things in front of a lot of cameras. But these like magistrate judges and no one knows who they are and they get to walk into restaurants and eat and just live their lives while slowly just murdering the quality of life in the city. These are the people I don't like. These let's people post them. Let's get their faces out there <laughs> and everyone can rap them when they go and their cars get broken into outside the smoothie king center be like hey this guy who you finally caught one of them and they got free for eight cents because that's what you set the bail at you know if the pelicans had real journalists i think this is the kind of stuff they would be covering <laughs> yes this is very t- <laughs> this is what we need christian for cover the bail bondsman there has to be some sort of cahoots going on, right, between the bail bonds people and the magistrate judges. There's and, no way that's not corrupt. And the windshield people. And the windshield people are definitely the... If you started an auto glass company in New Orleans in the two, since 2010, you are living on a yacht. Somebody uh, on Nextdoor had their Kia messed up, their ignition was screwed up, and they said that it was three months is what they were told to get it fixed. Oh, my God. That doesn't sound fun. No. Yeah. Well, you know, that's not the only thing going on in the city, though. Of course, as much as I don't like the magistrate judges, they are my new public enemy. Uh, <laughs> we we always have. What are they in Harry Potter magistrate? <laughs> we always have Latoya and and her very best friend, Lee Zurich, which what a great Lee Zurich just can't get enough. Does Lee Zurich kind of look like the Duracell commercial <laughs> people a little bit? That's you one know what of I'm talking about? Yes, that's from a long time ago, isn't it? The yeah. little, the, like they kind of look like Legos, but they're batteries. He, he, it's like people, but they have batteries in their backs. <laughs> Lee kind of looks like that in a good way. He's very handsome. He's very handsome. Yes, uh, he says a divorce filing alleges that Mayor Cantrell had an extramarital affair with the NOPD officer. So we already knew that the mayor was banging her security detail inside of the city-owned apartment in the French Quarter. Uh, and it turns out that his wife, who filed for divorce, uh, seems to be having the same thought that we all had, which is this is very obvious that this is an affair that's occurring, and she is going to use it in the divorce filing. Uh, she claimed in November 22 she was made aware of an inappropriate relationship between Vappy, the NOPD officer, and a woman that she calls 
quote, Mrs. LC. Whoa. Mm. <laughs> can you crack the code on that one? Oof. MacGyver, can you figure, can you, can you get to the bottom of that one? A source tells Fox 8 that Mrs. LC is Mayor Latoya Cantrell. Come on. Come on. Uh, the filing lists specific dates and alleges that office- Lee Corso. <laughs> Alleges Officer Vappy has been in an ongoing sexual relationship with the mayor since May of 2021, the same month he joined her executive protection team. Huh. That's funny. Haven't you seen the bodyguard? Yes, I have. I guess that's a natural draw, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not Stockholm Syndrome, but it's close. The opposite of yeah. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fall in love with your protector. Yeah, that's your, it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I get there's a there somewhere in the the medulla oblongata, right? Yeah, <laughs> so that's just you know human nature. Um, you're protected to people that uh, you're you're attracted to people that protect you for sure. Yes, uh, so that's what he's got going on. That's the least surprising development to a story ever. Yeah, I like the Miss LC thing though. That's that's a woman that's been cheated on before. <laughs> And was like, I'll d- look, I'm of a certain age. You're, we have an arrangement. You go see your little Miss S. Uh-huh. Okay. But I don't want to hear about it. How much do you have to hate your wife to have sex with Latoya Cantrell? How much do you have to hate yourself? <laughs> I mean, man, oh, man. That seems like an unpleasant experience. Well, you think that, but then you think about the perks and you get to. Stay at an apartment that's lucky dog adjacent. You get to travel the world. How many caricatures does that guy have of himself from Neil Jackson Square? He needs to go visit one of the tarot readers and see how this one works out for him. Uh, just uh, some real all-time clown stuff going on. It's a real clown town. That's what this city is. It's clown town. We love it here, though, right? Yeah. We're staying for now yeah we're good we're here we're here the lounge is leased (laughs) we got sponsors out the yin yang and we're the number one podcast in all of louisiana good luck refuting that one you numbers crunchers uh thank you to everyone for joining us uh this week we do deeply appreciate each and every one of you please like rate review send us an email polk and kush at gmail.com let us know what's going on. We do uh, very much appreciate all of you. Thank you so very much for listening, and good night. See you.